Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Okay, you can start giggling now. <laughs> wow. That's beyond giggle, that's oh, full-throated laugh. You're not really laughing hard. about anything. No, I'm not. There's nothing at all <laughs> taking place that's funny. People are already put off. I mean, you know, the the the, the four or five listeners that we get, Why they're are already they put off. Don't they like our joyous joy? No, we, we, we're like we're like those annoying DJs in the morning who are laughing at nothing, and it's just I just want to put a bullet in my brain every time I hear those people. Uh, and you're not one of those people. No, I'm not. You're not. Uh, which is weird that, uh, so this, well, it's not weird. I don't want to, I don't want to make it too weird, but, um, it, it, it's it, striking that <laughs> for one moment <laughs> per week, that's when you, that's when you become that person just ever Probably so briefly. just this one time. I don't think no, no, you giggle every time. I don't giggle every time. I will roll the tape. We've I mean, I have recorded to... evidence of you giggling We've... every time. <laughs> We've only had to restart three times this time because I kept getting the giggles. I know, I know. Well, well but, but what or we usually do is... Uh, twice because I kept getting typically, the giggles. Typically how this begins, by the way, is, you know, we, welcome back. I'm Brian. I'm Inessa. And then you giggle. Yeah, Inessa. I don't right. always giggle. I, again, I will roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is... But you're, I mean, we, 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 we can... <laughs> Look to objective, conclusive evidence to to establish this. All right. All right. Let's go with the summary. Okay. Oh, I need to rotate. Okay. There we go. Cool. Uh, all right. No ado, uh, other than that other ado. Uh, okay. Is there another word for ado? No. Okay. <laughs> <Carry> on. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. This recap is going to suck. It's, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm depressed. Uh, well, I mean, I, th- what else is new? But, but, uh, yeah, I woke up. I was really bummed out uh, this morning. I was yeah. really bummed, and and I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't pour any levity into this recap at all. Hmm. Maybe th- there might be one or two bits of levity. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty, pretty paint by numbers. Sometimes uh, recap you have here. levity even when you don't think you do. Mm, all right, on. we'll see if this. Is, apparently, I'll feel free apparently to trying to record four goddamn seconds of room tone. <laughs> Was a point of, of incredible levity for one of us. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> all right. Uh, thus beginneth the recap. It's a free-for-all on the cover as the X-Men plus Lalandra, but weirdly minus Carol Danvers, battle the brood. Inside the issue, we open on the planet Madrazar, a dark and foreboding place. And Akanti is trapped by a pair of brood hunters who are celebrating their capture. Their joy is short-lived. Binary blasts the bejesus out of most of the structures and spends the next page delivering a generalized beatdown on all of the brood present. <laughs> Explosions, property damage, wholesale destruction. At the end of this, she communicates with the Akanti telepathically, who asks to be euthanized. It was a little grim. There. Yeah. With no small amount of emotion, she does this, and then flies into space in search of more asses to kick. Instead, she's greeted by Ethereal Storm, who guides her into the mouth of a large Akanti. Storm and the giant creature now effectively one. Her skinless body is encased in a membrane stuck to the wall of the beast's mouth or something. Alondra's yeah. ship is parked on a tonsil. Yeah, that was a little gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That whole internal visual was a little gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carol apologizes for the explosive decompression 
and the X-Men engage in a bit of gallows humor. Kitty is not amused, but we're distracted by her magnificent leg warmers to notice her complaints. <laughs> a great spot, the 80s moment. Uh, I've, I've, I've had it with trying to place that audio stinger in there. It's a joke that like, even I don't find funny. <laughs> And it's not, it, it doesn't always spot the eighties space invaders. Choo, choo, choo. Okay, it doesn't always. Uh, there's not always a payoff for that because there's not always like an obvious eighties reference for the audio stinger. No, there's. I mean, I'm I'm referring to like the the craft of constructing a podcast. Oh, I see. Okay, no, the no, audio no. the audio stinger gotcha. is is no longer amusing okay. to me, insofar as it ever had been. <laughs> Also, it's just a pain. I mean, it takes like an extra five minutes for me to find this spot. Who has that kind of time? Uh, I sure as hell don't. (laughs) Storm explains the origin of the Akanti and their long, sad history of exploitation by the brood. The crux of the matter is the prophet singer, whose soul is trapped inside his rotting corpse. Until it may be released, the Akanti are effectively in limbo. A new prophet singer has been born, and it is this being which is bound with Ororo. Knowing that they're doomed, the X-Men decide to head back to Brood World and try and release the prophet singer's soul, thus saving the Akanti. Mm. Cyclops announces his plan, and Wolverine quibbles a bit about the details. Psyche dares him to wait, dares Wolverine to kill the X-Men, but Kitty interjects. Wolverine sheathes his claws. Cyclops apologizes for overstepping Aurora's authority in a move that has never before nor since been seen in a white-collar conference room. (laughs) The next day, the X-Men speed into Brood World and prepare for their ground assault. Cyclops is being extra dickish. Extra dickish. Extra dickish. Yes, a a side helping of dickishness. I actually wrote down, Scott is dickish throughout. Yes. (laughs) Well, but the, you know, the, 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 there's an explanation. Yes. Anyway, so which Wolverine and Nightcrawler notice. Aurora lures the brood force away from the planet. A cunning ruse, which is working well until, until. one of the brood rats out the X-Men. Uh, that's really speciesist, isn't it? You say that you're ratting someone out. Okay. <laughs> we, should be, uh, we should be better than that. Rats uh, make excellent pets, apparently. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm told. You're told by people who like rats. It, 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 that, that's a classic one. If you're the person who likes this sort of thing, this is the sort of thing that that sort of person will like. <laughs> but I mean, I think they're um, like trainable and stuff compared to other rodents. I mean, I'm not making a case for Compared rats. to other rodents. Yeah. I mean, already we're dealing with a subset of uh, domesticable kinda, kinda animals. Anyway. Carry relative on. to other rodents. Relative to other rodents. Yeah. I mean, horses are smarter than rats. Yes, but you can't keep a horse in a cage at your house. No, you cannot. I'm not saying that it's you know green light to you know, house a horse in your in your house. How's a horse in your house? Did I just say? All right. Uh, okay, carry on. Uh, where were we? Okay. Being, yeah. The X Men begin their descent into a stinky pit of monsters, while Binary continues to obliterate uncountable numbers of sleazoids in outer space. Kitty gets shoved into a pit of bones while Wolverine and Cyclops continue to bicker. Back in space, the tide starts to turn against our heroes. Binary is captured in some steel tentacle thing, and Aurora's baby Akanti takes a shot to the fin. Just in time for an appearance by the Star Jammers. Wolverine continues to feel suspicious about Cyclops. When the wind hits just right, he catches Scott's scent, and it's not at all what Scott usually smells like. Wolvie rips off Scott's mask to reveal that his transformation has begun. Mm. Things head south from there. 
they're all blasted into dreamland with only Kitty unaccounted for. Speaking of whom, she's running away from some hunters until she gets an assist from a very large fire-breathing dragon. Dragon is pretty cute. Or perhaps it's not so large? <laughs> He's tiny, but packs a wallop, and he takes a shine to Kitty. Aw. <laughs> a brood warrior blasts a hole into a wall, revealing a bright, shiny disco ball of pure music. Back with the X-Men, Cyclops is losing his control over his optic beams, which Wolverine uses to free himself, coldcock Scott, and threaten the Queen. They continue their descent towards the soul. Kitty emerges from the bright light with her mask off and her hair down. Colossus is happy to see her. They enter the soul, which is a giant crystal cavern filled with shiny translucent stalactites and stalagmites. The Queen shows zero class and starts stomping cracks into the floor. <laughs> she then stabs Wolverine, and he responds by slicing off her stingers in the most badass, nonchalant way possible. <laughs> the X-Men begin the change, and Wolverine makes a move to start killing them. He's stopped by Binary, who sets him down on the side of the chamber, nearly dead. Following instructions given to her by Araro, Binary channels her astral energies to finally release the soul and pass it on to the new prophet singer. This has the profound and narratively convenient side effect <laughs> of blocking the X-Men's metamorphosis into Brood. The Queen, on the other hand, got a metamorphosis of her own and was converted into Crystal. Yeah. Speaking of side effects, apparently Binary's channeling of energy has destabilized the entire planet, which is about to explode. The X-Men beam up to a Lelandris ship to recover, joined by Corsair and Hepzibah. So that's it, right? Brood Saga's over, and we can all kick back with a beer or a cup of tea? And no. no. <laughs> Seems there is one more egg, and it's on the earth, and it's lodged inside the body of one Charles Xavier, ready to hatch any moment now. This saga ain't over, kids. <laughs> I wish that you all could see Brian's face just now yeah. <laughs> when he read that. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, I, would, I don't even know. I mean, it was my face, and I was the person who was attached to the face. What did it look like? I don't know. It's it... like adorably, uh, you know. So childlike, childlike enthusiasm? Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Right, yeah. That's that's what I figured. All right. Uh, so what do we think? Uh, so I didn't actually love this one. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> T- tell me more. I didn't, I didn't, like, I felt like the, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like it. I mean, I like the Akanti, and I'm, I'm, you know, I hope that. Do you hate animals? Good. How about whales? Do you do you not like blue whales? They I, sing. I do like whales, and also animals. Have and you seen Star Trek Four? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I loved that episode of Doctor Who that I'm pretty sure was, you know, based on this with the with the whole world on the back of some sort of weird sea whale thing. Yeah, yeah, that thing. That was a cool episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It just feels like. Um, narratively convenient <laughs> like i i didn't want the whole end thing to be about the whales i wanted it to be more like the whales whatever <laughs> the <Okay>. space whales <laughs> the space whales yeah um i don't know i mean i didn't hate it but it just yeah i don't know there it just seemed like a lot of it seemed a little long okay and it, it, a lot of the things seemed sort of like narratively convenient in a way that i mean it's all obviously all of the narrative is narratively convenient yes um in every single issue but somehow here it just i felt like somehow more aware of it than i 
than I like to. Like, there were several times that I was like, oh, how convenient. Really? Binary and Storm are just together in space and they run into each other. That's so very convenient. (laughs) And the the space whale that has swallowed up Storm is like the precise one that, you know, is connected to the, to the, to the, to the soul keeper or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't hate it, but. Wow. Yeah. You didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. How about you? I loved it. <laughs> Tell me why. Sometimes you convince yeah. me. Okay, cool. Um, I, I doubt that I can. Um, I, I, I'm not going to nitpick about your points. Uh, yes, the fact that Storm just happened to... Wait, are, are you hitting the floor? What are you doing? No. Who was that? Nothing. Was that somebody else? Okay. That was me. That was you? No. <laughs> was it you or was it not you? <laughs> it was me, but it was also... Not me, because I did do that, but I would also never hit the floor while we were recording because it would mess up the ottoman. Are you making any sense whatsoever? <laughs> I didn't put anything in your tea. I no, just made you, you a, a piping hot cup of tea. I watched you make it. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I just, you know, okay, I'm sorry that I hit the floor. Carry That's on. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Right. I mean, like, like, anyway, uh, you know how sound travels and that it travels faster and louder during you know through a solid medium and that the microphone is picking up that, not just the... You know, gaseous oscillation is that, uh, uh, that is weird. Actually, sound is a gaseous oscillation. Mm. It's an oscillation through a gas, practically. Okay. Um, the fuck was I talking about? (laughs) Why you liked it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I can't really nitpick, um, what you say. Yeah. Like, like the, the weird coincidence that Storm happens to, like, like have this Akanti. Uh, reading it again, the first time that I read it, um, that felt like a detail that I hadn't really remembered. And, you know, the first time I read it would have been, uh, when I was like, what, 10 or or however old I was. Um, you know, I started rereading this badge like about a year or so ago. Mm I don't think that I got to this one. Oh, okay. So, I mean, this would be about the first time that I read it in thirty, probably years. probably like thirty some years, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, and I loved it; it was yeah. really great. When I was a, re- return to your points. Um, okay, so the fact that it was like this, this kind of uh, you know, the the special Akanti, you know, the the Akanti chosen one. Reading this again, like I, I hit a little bit of a speed bump there. When I was a kid, I, I don't remember that. I just remember that like there was the soul. And strangely, when I was a kid, I, I didn't I didn't like maybe not strangely, but noteworthy that when I was a kid, the Akanti, I felt like they kind of came from out of nowhere. Yeah. Reading it a second time, I don't feel like that at all. Right. Yeah. They're sort of present in the background and throughout. The yeah. Story. Yep. Second time, it feels like a really fantastic payoff that Claremont had been building for like like four issues. Oh, see, for me, it didn't feel like a payoff. It felt more like he kind of went, okay, shit, I don't know how to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, You know, flip back through some past issues and see if there's anything we can do. And, yeah. oh, maybe let's do something with these whales. Like, it didn't feel... I guarantee you he, he was... I'm sure that he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. But to me, it didn't feel that way. It didn't Fair feel enough. like yeah. a payoff. It just felt like some thing that was sort of a by-the-by thing, Yeah. you know, that, that hadn't been kind of set off, set up to be a narrative payoff down down the line, and then just yeah. kind of was like, hey, well, we have to wrap this up somehow. Why not the whales? It Maybe I benefited from knowing it. Uh, so, like, as I'm reading it kind of the second time... I can see as I'm reading those earlier ones, especially the uh, the, the Soul of Wolverine one, where like there's the rib cage that's ten times taller than Burj Khalifa <laughs> and, and things like that. Um, 
reading it the second time, I know that the Akanti are coming. So mm-hmm. like, I can see it. it it's like, it's everywhere. It's a lot like the, uh, the first, um, not the, the only Chris Eccleston, Doctor Who, where um, it's not, wasn't Big Bad Wolf. Bad, Bad Wolf? Wolf? Yeah, just Bad Wolf. Like, you don't see Bad Wolf until the end. And you're like, right. holy, holy shit, shit, it was yeah. there the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's a little bit like that to me, reading it. So when we finally get... Yeah. Huh? So now I want to rewatch that whole season. Yeah. Um, quick aside. Uh, did I send you a text? There, there was the one episode with the, um, uh, the Cybermen. It was a David Tennant one. And Rose had like like the maid's uniform on or something like that. We were watching with the kids. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure I sent you a text. Uh, I don't know. David Tennant was just wearing whatever he was wearing. And I think I said something like, you know what? I would hit either one of these two. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I, mean, I, I you, you are on record as having said that David Tennant is a handsome man. <laughs> he, the thing is, I mean. And, and, even, and, even you can see that. Well, right. And it's taken me like into adulthood to, to I think, not even all that long ago, yeah. where I said, I was talking about like, like, like some celebrities, that, you know, if I were a little bit gay, and then I was like, maybe the fact that I'm saying this means, and, and, and not in any way right. that like, no, like that charts, not that I'm trying to say, not that there's anything wrong, wrong with that, that right. but. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that was one like like Chris Hemsworth or whatever. Like I can see like like okay, I see it. Right. But we we're watching that episode. I was like, I might be kind of into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a weird. Like it's not it's not very difficult for women to yeah. to say other women. You know, to sort of identify other attractive yeah. women. Yeah. But somehow that's always seems. They're, harder for men either that they just don't see it or they don't know what they're looking for or it feels a little socially inappropriate to say well it, and, and it's that last one that everybody latches on to yeah. there's undeniably an element of that yeah. which i think generationally is starting to fade um but you know the classic example of that and we're not going to say his name but but there was like there was a friend of mine in in munich and you, like like we see him out and about, and then later on, you say, "Hey, who is that really hot guy?" And I said, "Oh, him? Huh? I never really <laughs> thought about it." And but is it, I mean, that was like one where like there was nothing whatsoever taboo about that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like, I. It had never crossed, never crossed my, mind. my mind. Right? Yeah. Whereas women <laughs> yeah. are just like you know, a part of that is just socialization to always be aware. Of what other women look like, yeah, and it, you know, in some way, even if you don't want to, so just, there's always this sort of constant running comparison. Yeah, 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 which is which is a bummer. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's odd. Yeah, it is a bummer. Yeah, um, we're talking about Doctor Who. <laughs> so, I, you said you want to watch like the whole Chris Eccleston thing. And I was like, like, like Rose Tyler. She starts off, you know, like like kind of chavvy, but like, yeah, yeah, she's actually growing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, until that episode. <laughs> sort of awakened something in me <laughs> yeah all right that has nothing whatsoever to do with this oh, episode but uh, yeah space whales returning to the space whales uh yeah i felt i, I felt like it paid off similar to that bad wolf yeah. thing yeah 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 i had written down even at the very beginning i wrote off wrote down storm baby Akanti, slightly contrived um, okay. You know, so that was the first thing that sort of grabbed me. And then it, it just, that, that whole thing stuck with me then. Through, huh. Yeah. Okay. Through the soul. Oh, conveniently. <laughs> now we can kill the brood. Um, yeah. Period. I had also written down that, like, Storm had this sort of weird, coming back to what we talked to last time, what talked about last time, um, sort of weird calculus about, like, well, it's okay if I kill this one thing. If I'm saving this other, like I can end the life of this weird 
festering embryo inside yeah. me as long as I save the life of the uh, of the Akanti thing. When did she do that specifically in this issue? Uh, I remember it from the last one. I don't want to go flipping through it because it'll take me ages to find it. But all right, I'm, I'm going to start flipping through. It. <laughs> um, no, because I love hearing you talk. The last two episodes, I talked too much, so so we need we need more words from you. Do you think so? Yep, think I'm crowding. I'm crowding. I've been crowding you out with my patriarchal horseshit. I think that hey, return to return to that uh, that that cyclops. Sorry, I didn't mean to usurp your leadership role. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I realize now that I was talking too much. Yeah, being a dick. Yeah, Cyclops. So that was the next thing that I wrote down is like on page twelve. Um, <laughs> I wrote down weirdly nuclear option when when Wolverine is like, mm, "Are you sure that's a good idea?" And Cyclops is like, "Oh yeah, if you don't like it, then <laughs> why don't you just kill all of us?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, he got like really well because like the brood is acting up. Right, right. Yeah, although weirdly that doesn't track because I mean unless the brood was really playing a risky game because the brood doesn't want Wolverine right, to kill anybody. Want, right. They don't huh, want any weird. of them to be killed. And so maybe it was, maybe it was some weird brood metamorphosis PMS. <laughs> Just... That's, that's sexist. <laughs> it's totally sexist. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm more than a little ashamed of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then after that all happens and he's like, why don't you kill us? And then like, they go on for several more pages. Like then Kitty gets involved and like, let's, you know, we're not sure when these things are going to hatch. So definitely before we do anything, let's spend a long time talking about it yeah. <laughs> to make sure that there's enough time for them to actually start to hatch. I don't know. Um, I, I felt like, yeah, it takes like, I'm, I'm flipping through it and it does, it takes three pages and, and, and that's a, a large percentage of the book. But um, I, I just like it. To me, it's just turning up the heat on hmm. the tension there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but yeah. uh, but 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 Scott sort of going really, really nuclear was weird, and then his dickishness was. Uh... And as I was reading it, I was thinking about our conversation last time, where you were saying that Cyclops was your favorite character, and I was like, yeah, not in this issue. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm not I'm not seeing it because he's. Pretty, but yeah, I mean, he's a horse's ass. But but you, you're, you're gonna you're gonna assume. Why. I think I think you're meant to assume that that he's not himself. Yes, and then I wrote down, and now we know why. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, on page uh, page fourteen, you get that awesome uh, Dutch angle of the of the ship uh, doing that hard bank mm -hmm. into into ascending. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So cool, <laughs> so groovy. I also giggled at Kitty's yeah. uh, Scotty Scotty beam us down. Yeah, a lot of a little bit of uh, IP trouble in this issue. Um, I mean, you, that's probably fair use. Yeah, uh, yeah she can do that. But or, uh, what other IP trouble? Uh, Lalandra's lightsaber. Oh, I didn't catch that. It's on the cover. And she's got a. a I mean, I, I think it's like like an electric javelin or whatever, <laughs> whatever that fucking thing is. But uh, I did yeah. not catch that. I didn't catch the other thing as an IP issue specifically. It, 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 and I mean that. I mean, A, it's probably like fair use. But also, I think it's useful for them to say, look, we get it that Star Trek invented this. Can we just establish that just as, you know, we don't need to credit the inventor of the term robot anymore. <laughs> like, it, it's, <laughs> it's just part of sci-fi now. Oh, I thought that she was... No, I mean, that's not... I, I actually read it as her self con like her being aware that she was using something 
an expression from television yeah, exactly. at that time. Yeah. Because then there was like the little giggle or whatever. Right. It's not like they just used an expression that happens to be also a Star Wars. No, no, no. Yeah. She, she, she's, Star she's Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. She, she's self-aware. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, rather, I mean, she, she's aware of Star Trek and Star Trek is something which exists in the universe of the X-Men. Yeah. I thought that was but, charming. Exactly. What I'm saying is that the creators, they need a way to get them to the planet's surface. They can't do like a shuttlecraft or anything oh, else like this. itself, you mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Teleportation, that, that technological teleportation. They, they just say, look, Star Trek did it. Can we just use it now? <laughs> Can everybody just... <laughs> Can we all just agree? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, crap. Um, you know, one of the actors in uh, The Addams Family was in, was in uh, Star Trek. The guy that played Lurch. Really? Mm-hmm. He was in like a. Which like like a like a Star Trek. <sighs> Star Trek, like maybe the movie. No, maybe like the Next Generation. Oh, possibly. Um, uh, he he's was... really tall. Was there a really yeah, tall yeah, 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 yeah. Next Generation. Um, got him blanking Mister, on his name. Mister Somebody. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, that was a. Uh, not Mister Mott. Um, a weird. Uh... It's a Loxana Troy's valet, and I'm blanking on his name. But yeah, he's a really tall dude, and he doesn't say anything. Um, Okay. (laughs) Anyway, you know they are actually tall in uh, Dutchland. Dutchland. Um, I don't know if this is still true, but uh, uh, pound for pound, as it were. uh, Gross. uh, You know what I mean by that? (laughs) I mean they're not fat. No, no, I understand. Like we are here. (laughs) No, uh, average heights by by country. At one point, uh, the Netherlands had yeah, like the, really you know, tall. the tallest. Mm-hmm. It's also a small country. I mean, yeah. uh, become smaller. But um, hey, folks, uh, stats stats one one. If you're looking for like the tallest and the smallest people, they're not going to be in large countries. <laughs> so because you the smaller you get, the more that you're going to find outliers. Which is why when they say we want small class sizes, there are good reasons for that. But the idea that statistically they perform better than average is not one of them. Mm. Because also uh, small class sizes have the poor performing classes as well. That's just how statistics works. Mm. Greater variation with a smaller sample size. The statistics brought to you by... Someone who is pursuing a master's degree. Someone who knows a lot about statistics. <laughs> who doesn't, doesn't have a master's yet. So... Got an 82 on my midterm. If you disagree with us, do not send us an email. No, if you disagree with me, uh, yeah, send an email to Go. cerebro at xmenfiles.com. What were you about to say? Go learn some of your own goddamn statistics. Wow. That's what I was about to say. Okay. Anyway. Go learn. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Star Trek, I like that. I thought that was cute. Her little Star Trek Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I were about to, to get back to you. Um, then, yeah. Um, have we already done my thing about um, the time that I saw The Phantom Menace, uh, the night that it opened? There's a big crowd of us. By the way, um, I'm sure that we talked about this before, but in 1999, when The Phantom Menace came out, that was a big fucking deal. And everybody who's too cool for school now is like, oh, they all suck. You know, shut up, because everybody saw that goddamn movie. I saw it five times that year. Um, sorry, um, Inessa just uh, pulled her, the thing we do out of her hair and her, light, her, her luscious hair is now cascading over her shoulders and uh, I was distracted by uh, my, uh, my gorgeous wife. Cascade. Lu- a luscious cascade? That sounds gross, actually. <laughs> that 
<laughs> Sounds like something I'm not into. Just, um, so, so it's the opening night because I was like, I don't want to wait any more minutes than I have to to see this goddamn <laughs> movie because I was so so excited. And so uh, my ex-wife and I were, were lined up to get into the theater, which, by the way, was packed packed and raucous and one of the best film going experiences i've ever had but we're all waiting to be let into the theater and this is in south florida so uh there's these old people and like what are they all waiting in line to see (laughs) (laughs) and like oh it's these star trekkers (laughs) (laughs) like like that couldn't that couldn't kill my buzz why would it kill your buzz that's adorable uh I think especially at that age, I mean, I've, I've mellowed out a lot since then, now that I've, I've started to join the realms of the aged. Yeah. <laughs> but it, like, it was, I mean, at the time, I'm sure that my brain was screaming, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek and Star Wars are not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> also, Star Trekkers. Star Trekkers. Star Trekkies. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Do you mean you're not in? I like Star Trek too. <laughs> the Venn diagram. It's a big world, okay? <laughs> I don't yeah. remember when I saw that. I would not have seen it. No, no, you were. Um, uh, you had to wait for me to kind of corrupt you into to nerd stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, now, like when I talk to people that don't like, like I don't understand how people could have not seen any of the Marvel movies. Like it just seems so right. They're culturally, culturally ubiquitous, massive. Yeah. Um, but there are people that I, and loads of them that haven't yeah. seen any of the, the, the Marvel. Which makes me wonder, like, like what, like, what am I, what are we missing? Wait, when, yeah. Like what non-genre stuff are we missing out on? Mm-hmm. Um, the masked singer. I've never seen any of that. Mm-hmm. I have never once in my life kept up with the Kardashians. Oh no. Uh, I know who Snoo- I know the name Snooky from Jersey Shore, but I've never seen an episode of that. I mean, I, is yeah, this I've what I've like, seen the Housewives? Any of the, that? Is this like what the non-genre people are into? I don't know. Probably not. So, like, I, what, are they, what are they into? Thing. Like, what do they do? I mean, I mean, like they you know they watch sports or something. I guess they but, might watch sports. Uh, but like, what else do they? <laughs> or, or maybe they're just living quiet, empty lives where they maybe or maybe there's not like a monolithic they. <laughs> but that's just it. I mean, I, I mean, there's not a monolithic. MCU fan, but mm-hmm. it, it is something which is, I mean, depending on, I mean, you could just describe it as lowest common denominator if you like, or differently, like thriller. You know, we all remember when that video came out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was that kind of cultural rallying point, um, which, okay, fine. Not everybody saw it. And, you know, my age is going to color that. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe there are people that weren't like ET was another one. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fucking saw ET. I never Titanic. Saw ET. I mean, was, it's about the, Titanic is probably the last non-sci-fi, non-genre cultural artifact no, that no. I can... Eh, the Sopranos, that'd be another one. Yeah, I never saw E.T. when it first came out, and I never saw Titanic yeah. f- for a long, long time. I've never actually seen Titanic all the way through until it we, moves all right. we just watched it. We have not seen Titanic. Didn't we watch it? What did we watch? How do you... What? Didn't we watch Titanic just recently? It's a three-hour movie, and Kate Winslet takes her top off. We didn't see that. What did, what did we watch? Huh. I don't know. I'm there was very. A thing that I mean, Avatar. <laughs> was James Cameron, no. but um, there's a thing which sinks. I could have swore he's like they're underground in the thing, and he's handcuffed to the thing. Isn't that Titanic? No, we saw U five seven one. No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing a bit. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm legit. That's 
That's where she takes her top off. How did we? Where was I seeing that? Yeah, because like I, I've thought about watching it with the kids, and and here's the thing. I mean, I don't know that they're going to be scarred by. I think her, her taking her top off is like the least of it. There's a little bit of like kind of sexy action there. I think in addition to what am I? I must be, I'm thinking of something else. There was a thing they were on a boat. Uh, her husband, someone's husband, slaps them. I mean, I, I mean, what there's a I thing, and they're, and they're on a boat. You are describing Titanic so far. <laughs> Was the name of the boat Titanic? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't... <laughs> I don't remember. I could have sworn that it was Kate Winslet. And... Husband slapped somebody. Anyway, we're this is taking too much time. I want to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I really do. I'm so puzzled. I mean, I know that we watch a lot of movies, but actually, we really don't. We watch like, I don't know, two per week, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a thing. The thing is sinking. Uh, someone says that someone has stolen something. There's a husband or a boyfriend, he slaps yeah. her, and then the person who in my memory is Leonardo DiCaprio is like uh, handcuffed to some like pipe in the basement of a thing in the base, you know, like under under yeah. a deck, filling up with water, 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 water. I mean, I think you're describing Titanic. Thing is but... sinking, and then like, then like they could both, like the, there's the, the thing, and then they could both fit on it, but for whatever reason, she ends up on it by herself and he dies, right? That's Titanic. You were 100% describing Titanic. Where did I see that? I have no clue. Weird. I have no clue, and I'm 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 very intrigued by how your brain is generating this memory <laughs> as being more contemporary than it actually is. Yeah, weird. Okay, fascinating. Anyway. Okay, all right. So, uh, brief detour into <laughs> not so brief detour into the yeah uh, you know, the 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 early stages of mental collapse for you. Seriously, what happened to the dragon? The dragon. Please stop hitting the floor. I'm sorry. The dragon. <laughs> What happened to the dragon? What happened to the dragon? Did the dragon die when the planet exploded? You'll not say. Do we ever find out what happened to the dragon? Uh, Was the dragon even real? I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. All that I'm going to say is that the story of the dragon is not over. The story of the dragon is not over. Okay, Correct. Good. Because Correct. I was worried that the dragon died when the planet blew up, and that seemed, you know, beyond the pale. Yep. Story of the dragon's not over. Okay. Um, you know, this is Claremont, man. I mean, <laughs> something might pay off like ten years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, my other question is, how was Xavier impregnated? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're at the stage where, you know, again, I, I read a big batch of these about a year or so ago. Uh, I haven't reread the one for next week. Since I first read it, you know, not since I first read it, like like since the 1980s, I have not read reread this uh, this hmm. issue. I wonder if it was. I'm trying to remember now, like when we first met Deathbird and the Brood before the Brood Saga. Yeah. At some point, was he? Taken oh, I think that's probably when it was. Yeah, when was they were at the uh, the IBM construction site. Impregnated, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. What happened to the dragon? Scott is being dickish. I wrote down a spy exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> How did you I mean it sounds like you it sounds like you enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I, I know mean, you didn't hate it. It was it felt a little long. Um Okay. It was another one of those where sometimes there were some battle scenes that kind of I sort of lost the plot of where they were. Hmm. They kind of okay. went on long enough yeah. that I was sort of had started to lose the plot about where they were actually taking place and stuff. Um but I you know, like I said, it, it mostly just felt a little bit contrived to me in a way that felt more transparent than the usual contrivance of things like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Any other notes? Uh, at the end, I wrote down that uh, 
Scott for whatever, once they're they're done and they're like about to have their big party with the Star Jammers, that Scott is somehow in like jeans and a t-shirt, but Kitty inexplicably continues to be wearing a leotard. Well, look at this. Scott in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. He's just in like regular clothes, but Kitty, for whatever reason, can't locate a pair of pants. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I also like Peter's short sleeve t-shirt and a sweater vest. Let's see, see <laughs> it's <that>. um, yeah, <laughs> that's short sleeve turtleneck <laughs> and a sweater vest. Yeah, I'm puzzled. Uh, and Corsair, of course, I mean, you can't like that. That may as well just be his skin now. That <laughs> that uniform. I didn't actually notice there were there were no art things in this one that particularly stood out to me. Like sometimes I'll write down yeah. that there were particular art panels that I really liked, but this, I mean, it, it, it all. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. But it, 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 yeah, the, yeah. There's nothing uh, super profound. Uh, there's a Dutch angle that I mentioned uh, a moment ago. Oh, speaking of the Dutch, yeah, Dutch angle. Um, <laughs> Bringing it all together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tying it um, all up. With a Dutch bow. Uh, they uh, they almost invented French... Like, the Belgian, the Belgians invented French fries. They almost invented French fries. <laughs> yeah, like, as the words were leaving my mouth, <laughs> I was like, I can't... <laughs> Shit, we've tried to cook these potatoes in so many different things. Yeah. <laughs> if only... Um, I was living to the to the front of this. Uh, I, I was I was in Amsterdam uh, with, with a friend, American. And there's like some street vendor selling selling fries. Oh yeah, can I get some French fries? And like the dude was like, French fries in like <laughs> unaccented, English, unaccented yeah. English. He's like, like like these are French. You want French fries? You got a France. <laughs> 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 he was so fucked off. It was, it was beautiful. It was so great. Because it, yeah, as soon as the words left her mouth, I'm like, oh boy. Here we go. The ugly American couldn't trouble herself to open Lonely Planet long enough. Just palm frites. Just try them with mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's what we should have for dinner. Uh, fries and mayonnaise? Yes. Yeah, we should. Um Pages nine and ten. I mean, I, I, this is not gonna like blow your mind uh, artistically, but you know, here, I'm holding it up. So you, you just turn. Yeah, your head yeah, slightly. that was cool. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Aurora's uh, face. Yeah, the one of yeah. Aurora's face in the middle was cool. Um, we don't have quite as many of the uh, uh, playing with the panel and so mm -hmm. forth that, that he did in the uh, the prior issue. But I, I, I mean, good heavens, I'm not gonna beat him up for failing to live up to right. <laughs> you know, a really really smashing yeah. issue like the other one um yeah other than that i don't i don't know i feel like i should have more to say because it was a double issue no not necessarily um, um yeah yeah it, it had a stupid stupid metaphor which, which it's like um if you eat a piece of chicken like you don't have more to say about it because it's like twice the size of like, <laughs> you know, like this is a really really big piece of chicken like like okay that's it <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, it, like, it didn't, you know, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it point. makes sense, but it's stupid. Mm, yeah, a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you keep looking at your paper, so... I'm just looking minute. to see if I had any other little bits that I wrote down, but no, that was really it. Maybe I should have, uh... Hey, do, do you want to, like, uh... <clears throat> I, I cut you off there, sorry. I was going to say, maybe I should have read it a second. I read it once, which is what I usually do. Yeah. Um, do you usually read them more than once? For the it depends. Yeah. It kind of depends on how my week is going. Sometimes if I read it late at night, then I wake up in the morning you want to re -read and it, realize yeah. that I've forgotten everything that happened so that I reread it to take yeah. notes. 
usually when I write the summary, I read it like I'll read it through once and then I read it again and summarize it. Yeah. But this one I only read once. Cool. Um, I was going to say, do we want to, I think I'm coming in like way louder than you are. Huh. I'm looking at this. All right. Ugh. Weird. We sounded okay with the sound check. Yeah, I think we did. Um, all right, whatever. D- do we want to? <laughs> la 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 la. Yes. <laughs> d- d- do we want to get like a like a five minute time capsule of what's happening in the United States right now? Oh boy, yes. This is our last podcast. Before... Possibly ever. Yes. <laughs> Not ever. <laughs> Good grief. Look, look. You know the stormtroopers are going to be no, marching gonna be down the street. Ready uh, to haul off uh, dissidents. The last Sunday before the um, election in the Possibly United the States. last election that the United States will ever... No, it will not be the last... <laughs> would you stop? Don't be melodramatic. Um, the la- hopefully the last election about which I will feel this level of uh, of anxiety yes. and, uh, and frustration. Yes, we both have ptsd from the 2016 election yeah yeah yeah. and yeah. so we are very very uh so now i'm suffering from know, like pre-traumatic stress, stress disorder yes, yeah trump which is i guess what ptsd is is what? that you're then like post trump uh <laughs> no i mean ptsd yeah. is like once you have it then you're always in that state of pre-traumatic trauma right that's the, oh fine that's yeah. ptsd yeah. like that actually oh, describes did that, PTSD. oh did that trigger you snowflake <laughs> you got ptsd did, did, did we trigger you yeah Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, so we feel, yes. you know, we're uh, guardedly optimistic, but guardedly optimistic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just uh, mostly, honestly, for me, just keen for it to be over. Me too. Yes, I'll be delighted once it's over. <sighs> and hopefully, uh, you know, the the people that we know who are who are not uh, who, who are who are naturalized uh, American citizens who have options won't need to exercise yes. them. <laughs> yes, hopefully everyone remains in America. Um, yes. Who are our friends who we like to see Yeah, from time to time and nobody leaves, but uh, even more so, you know, hopefully everything is peaceful and yeah, this a, is a bummer peaceful and, election day. Uh, I really hope that we can get to the place where we're talking about other shit. Uh, you know, the 1980s were a time of pretty significant, there's pretty significant divide. People talk about the election in 84 as though it was, a, it was just a slam dunk for Reagan. And like the numbers are, are pretty hard to deny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that speaks to a time when the the Electoral College sorting was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, if the national polling holds out, Biden will defeat Trump by a, a margin similar to Reagan Mondale. Mm-hmm. Uh, the electoral map won't reflect that. Right. Um, so the 80s were also a time when Mondale notwithstanding, the country was uh, having a protracted, very loud national conversation uh, about the Cold War, about welfare, about, uh, about AIDS, uh, about crack. <laughs> and, yeah. and when I say that there was a conversation about crack, I mean about crack being used to uh, incarcerate Right. Uh, urban black men, uh, and it was it was, like, it was an ugly time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Nowhere near as ugly as this time. No, no, it's not. Yeah. I mean, having gone through both, it is. It looks loads worse now yeah. than it did then. Uh, you know, but I, I recall that that was kind of the last time that I remember it feeling a little bit like this. Mm. Uh, so I don't, nobody listens to. It. Actually, I shouldn't say that. We, we get about four listeners per day. Roughly. 
no clue who they are other than that they're probably in Missouri and Minnesota. Yeah, and if you're and, and, and to a lesser America, extent in Louisiana, yeah, you should go vote. Go vote. It's important to vote. Gosh, I, I, I it, it, you know, it's. I'm glad that somebody finally stood up, <laughs> took a stand about that because uh, too many people are afraid to say. <laughs> sorry, a lot of people don't, but like seriously, a lot of people don't vote. That's just fucked up. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I get it. Like, if it is a primary for you're you're like a local election in march and you you don't even know about it. like i get it like i miss some of those okay yeah i mean there voting, are voting for the, voting for the fucking president like, oh, we're voting today it's like oh yeah exactly <laughs> that's how but it'll be like like this is a primary for what democrat or republican is going to be on the slate for the city council in november and it's like okay hey shame on me <laughs> but right yeah even then, you know, usually I can spend five minutes to do some research. I can't vote. Too. Yeah, yeah, I can but, spend five yeah. goddamn anyway, minutes. Anyway, Tuesday, go vote. Yeah, but like, like people who don't vote when when it's the president getting elected, that makes no sense. Well, actually, no. I, I know what like, they say. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really but, matter to my day. Right. Okay. I mean, Donald Trump being president hasn't actually really mattered. So no, no. Much I'm talking about like the life, people. But you should still vote. Like the third party assholes who are. Yeah, they both suck. Fucking vote anyway. Yeah, just go vote. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, if you feel really strongly about a third-party candidate, yeah. uh, vote for them. Just exactly. go vote. Yeah, yeah. go vote. Um, and if you want to be uh, somebody who comes at it from that weird angle of like, oh, you know, they're all... You know, Frank Zappa said that everybody should vote, okay? <laughs> this is not a guy who is like, like in the pocket. I mean, you... I, I'm not even sure what his politics would be. No, I mean, like, he's just that crazy. Although, you know, very probably left of center. I mean, certainly he was a, you know, he was a sexual libertarian. Uh, <laughs> didn't touch drugs. He had no interest in drugs. Mm, I don't know anything about Frank Zappa. Yep. Uh, you should, you should uh, avail yourself of that. Uh, treat yourself, uh, Frank Zappa. Anyway, so Frank Zappa said, go vote. So nobody has any reason to be above it all or to come at it from this, like, you know, freakish uh, avant-garde angle. Yeah. If Frank Zappa says you should vote, you, you don't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> I'm writing down Frank Zappa and also <laughs> okay. in my notebook and also the Electoral College. Because you said something about the Electoral College having changed since the 1984 right. election. And that reminds me of one of my long-held but never actioned uh, goals to yeah. research more about the Electoral College. Just a, sort of the, the how it works and... I mean, how it works Learn is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, sort of the political leanings are, are a little bit different. Um, the, the electoral, I mean, uh, John Dickerson, his podcast, uh, Whistle Stop, which is way better than totally this one. Totally better than this one. Yeah, you should definitely um, be listening he had, to that. He instead. had a whole series about the um, Constitutional Convention, the Continental Congress, whatever, Constitutional Convention, where they're talking about how to pick the president. Mm -hmm. First of all, like what the office would even look like. Right. You know, the executive branch. Is it one person? Is it three people? Mm. Uh, what, what is the term in office? And so forth. It's like, well, how do we pick the uh, the executive? It's okay, it'll be one person. And for a long time, it's like, well, you know, the Senate will pick the executive. Right. Uh, and there is not much interest in a popular franchise. And the Electoral College was a bit of a compromise from having the Senate pick, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so, okay, well, the Electoral College and every state will find some white men with property <laughs> you know they'll find like 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 15 of them and those individuals will will make their selection yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, th that's kind of how it started. There's more to it than that. <clears throat> there is a popular narrative that I have seen in the past year or so, which is the Electoral College is 100% designed to support slavery. That's reductive. Don't get me wrong. Slaveholding Southern states liked the Electoral College. Yeah. But the Electoral College is something that uh, I, I think would have emerged even without right. the other it compromises would, yeah. that you know that supported slavery, like you know the abominable things like three fifths of a, of a person mm -hmm. and all that are other horseshit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's that's long story short, that's the Electoral College. Yeah. Hey, fun fact: 2016. Look this up um, because there were some faulty electors. <laughs> what like ones that? What do you mean? There was there was there were a couple of people who who didn't vote for Trump or Clinton like just out of spite. I thought like, they had to vote the way that the state voted. There was a there was a lawsuit about that uh, that the Supreme Court weighed in on, and I can't remember how they decided or if the Supreme Court heard it. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, hmm. um, yeah. So so there were some some wacky ones like that. There, there were some faithless oh, electors. Oh. Our son was asking today how t how the electors get picked and uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, it doesn't really matter who they... Well, I mean, I'm sure there's some process and it's a big deal to be yeah. like, it, it doesn't really matter who... It's like party elites, right. I think. Yeah, I mean, because um, they have to vote the way that they're meant votes. to. Right. It, but also, I, I want to say that the administration of the electors is, is something uh, that is decided by the individual states. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think there's uniformity in, in those laws, but I don't know. There's got to be some federal legislation that speaks to it. Um, but I want to say not much. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that it is a power that, uh, that is held largely by the states. Hmm. Um, certification of the state's electors is performed by the House of Representatives, mm -hmm. which is why they are sworn in before the president. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we'll see you on the other side <clears throat> of, uh, all of this. Although, I, one final thing about 1984, uh, that was, I think, the last time that California voted Republican huh. for their electors. They had been reliably Republican through 1984 because California was the state that generated Nixon, that generated Reagan. They were reliably Republican mm -hmm. uh, until 1984. Uh, then 88, uh, they broke for Dukakis. Actually, I'm not even sure about 88. Hmm. Um, and 88, of course, was the year that we had a female governor of Texas. Things change, folks. <laughs> Things change. Yep. Anyway. All right. So that's it. All right. Yeah. We'll see you uh, next next time. Thanks for listening. Or, or will we? We will. We will see you next time. <laughs> you will hear us next time. You will hear us next time. Yeah. See ya. Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.